welcome, welcome everyone to the Consistently Okay podcast. My name's Luke and I'm here as always with Nick. Hola. Presenting you with a podcast centered around pop culture that we do our very best to make consistently okay for you. Each month we give you one episode where we talk about all things pop culture related and break down our thoughts and more on it. Our second monthly episode will be our in-depth series and this season we're focusing on Batman from films to animation where we'll take you on a journey through the highs and lows, ins and outs of the representation of Batman throughout the years. This week's sponsor is another Kickstarter project, The Happiness Post. It's a joyful mental health newspaper full of science-backed articles, comics, puzzles and interactive pages, all colourful and joyful. If you care about the quality of life, this newspaper is for you. Head to the link in our episode description to back the project. All right then, Nick, a bit delayed then because of uh, circumstances out of, well, definitely out of your hands, but on my end, but here we made it to uh, another episode. Yes. And it's, um, we're going to cover, I don't know, loads of things. I guess it's been a month since we last did one of these uh, wrap-up, wrap-up episodes or yeah, pop culture discussion. Yeah. So yeah. Where would you like to start? You tell me. I mean, we've got loads to cover. We've got we games, we've got Netflix things, we've got comics, we've got it's too much. everything and anything. Um, how about we start with He-Man? He-Man, yes. Let's Part start two. there. Part two of Masters of the Universe Revelations, which was on Netflix two, two weeks ago as of recording, I guess. Yeah. And it was another five episodes. Yep. And it was something oh interesting curious you, so you were very positive well we were both positive about the first part weren't we we both yeah we both I enjoyed think, it yeah i think you um i think you I was were a like, little bit more reserved yeah because i think you sort, kind of sort of like both sides of it like i hadn't really had much he-man or master of the universe content in my life before um mm-hmm. and so this was sort of like a, a big introduction uh and i yeah i loved the first five I think I remember saying on our podcast about that, that um, it is very much half a story. And I think it's hard to judge the whole thing on half a story. And I think at the time I, I, I said to you that the second half, you almost know what's going to happen, but it's, it's going to be a case of like He-Man coming back and then there's going to be a big fight at the end. And that's kind of what you got. Pretty much. Yeah. That's probably my flaw with with the second part is that it's like it's all expected. Yeah, um, which isn't a bad thing because that's what people were wanting at the first five. But I think from my half, it was sort of like I really loved with the first five that they were tipping it on its head a little bit and 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 trying to craft a story out of something that probably, from what I understand anyway, wasn't inherently story based like it was a lot of like uh like in and out episodes with the original he-man am i right yeah yeah yes um and so i kind of respected that 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 with this they were kind of like let's let's give it a let's give it a full-on story a narrative that you can follow for 10 episodes and yeah i i think as a piece of storytelling i think it works really well i just think this back half suffers from like you know what's going to happen um, yeah, but it's it's a hard thing to criticize because people were criticizing the first five for saying it's not what I was expecting. I think the, the tough thing here is that the people that criticized the first half still criticized the second half because they were still pissed off about the first half. I look at it as in if they had just done one whole season instead of a part one and part two, yeah, then the people 
because people were criticizing before it came out because they were pissed off that Kevin Smith had said this, this, and this, and this, or whatever had happened. But if you binged it or watched it all consecutive over a few days, then I would think a quite high percentage probably have thought, because obviously the, the main reason people were, were annoyed was that there wasn't enough He-Man and Skeletor in what was very much advertised in a lot of places as being He-Man and Skeletor. And obviously you had Teela and everything like that taking the spotlight or having the spotlight, she didn't take it. She was, it was the... That was the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it all kind of came full circle and there was a lot more He-Man and Skeletor in the second part, although I can still understand why people are frustrated at the second part because of the way Skeletor and He-Man work together. Um, but I think if it was a consistent whole, everything was released in one go, I think it probably would have come together nicely. Um, yeah. And you probably would have expected the second half but because it would have happened so quickly, you wouldn't have had that much time to think Oh, this is where it's going to go because yeah. I liked um, I liked the second I liked the first half and I liked the second half as well but I have it just it actually didn't really hit a home run for me to the point actually where a lot of the stuff that I was excited about with the toy line this is, sounds a bit weird but like the action figures and stuff actually after the second half I was like you know what it's not actually worth me investing money into a new toy I mean I like the old figures as well but I just thought I don't know, it just ended because the, the last episode was really epic. The fighting yeah. was really good. Yeah. But it's just something with the whole thing just didn't sit. And it's not the Teela stuff. God, I don't give it shit. Like, fair play. Like, you get a name like Sarah Michelle Geller doing voice casting. Of course, she's going to have a big role. And I mean, Teela's still a big part of the, the original series and everything as well. But it just felt, I don't know. I, I was so, I, I loved. The, the reason I like the first part so much is because it felt quite different and it was, yeah. I think there was a lot of good writing in it as well. I just the second part, I, I really thought was going to extend what I liked about the first one, but it just, it was just okay. I didn't, I wasn't like desperate to see the next episode and I wasn't thinking, oh man, like you said, because you expected it. Oh, what a twist. Like you kind of assumed this is where Teela's character is going to go. And like, the Savage E-Man stuff was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I really liked that. And I did like Skeletor a bit, but I think I think I actually got a bit worn down with Mark Hamill's Skeletor right. um, voice because it just it just sounds like Joker, doesn't it, from the Arkham games? Yeah, a little um, bit at times. Yeah, there's a couple of things. At times. And I just thought, I don't know, it just didn't click that voice in the end. I thought it was really good in the first part. And I just thought, oh, it's just a bit tedious now. Um and I, I also didn't like, I'm kind of, I'm rambling as always, but I just didn't like, I would rather just be Skelegod. Skelegod be the main villain. Yep. And Evil Lynn not have that whole arc because it just felt really, because she was a bit good towards the end of the first part. And then she, yep. Skeletor was obviously in the, um, the stick. And then she was 50-50, I'm good, I'm bad. And then she was bad. And then she was really bad and then she was good again just it just took felt like it took a long time to get there and it was all all that bit in between with Skelegod being Skelegod was just pointless then because he's he essentially gave up all that power for what a bit of a lap dance yeah yeah I've covered a lot there in five minutes (laughs) but I can't even remember what the original question was but I, I think it was just what did I think of it or maybe I asked that myself but it just it just fell flat, a little bit flat for me. Yeah. I still, I still can appreciate the animation. I still appreciate yeah. all the hard work. 
the majority of the voice cast worked. Like I, I think there were some really strong performances. Mm. I just, if I, if they were to do another season of it, which looks likely judging from the end, I don't think I would be as excited as I was waiting for this to have come out a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I've lost, the, I've lost the hype for it. Basically. It's just all gone. I, I, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the comic. There's a prequel comic, um, which is good as well. It like delves into a bit more of the, the backstory. Um, and that's good. I mean, who am I kidding? I probably won't. You can see all my figures behind me. I probably will get the figures, <laughs> but it's just, I just, yeah, I've just lost a bit of the, the love for what I had in the first part, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. I think, um, I just think because it was pretty much exactly what I thought the second part was going to be, it is less interesting. Like the, the first part is just so many twists and turns where you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like the first episode they've, they've killed He-Man. Yeah. Shit. And then from then on, it was, it was just sort of like big spin after another spin. And there was a real darkness, I think to the first five. And then the second part is like, there's really good moments kind of peppered throughout the five but it's not as kind of like shocking i think teela's arc is fucking great um i think when she becomes what's her face sorceress yeah i think that was awesome i I really dig that i was like nice um savage he-man really cool like seeing orko back it's like yes big fan yeah um and yeah, I just, it, it, I think because it was just like, oh, it, it's just what, it, it's sort of like stereotypically He-Man in the sense that it's like, if you'd got those five as the first five, you probably would have been like, oh yeah, it's just He-Man. Yeah. But because you got a first five that were, that was doing something a bit different, it was a bit more interesting, that, that kind of spun everything around a little bit. I think that kept you on your toes, but at the same time, it did alienate a lot of the fans. Um, that's and... where it's gone wrong a bit, hasn't it, as well? Because they, I do, and that's what I said in the first time we spoke about podcasts, I do think they've they've done it in a way to get new people on board, but not really yeah, yeah, for the, yeah. the, core, the core fans, which is, yeah. you know, I try, I try and think of something that I love as much as some people I know love He-Man, and just yeah. if they just shat all over it, it would be... Uh, I'd be frustrated as well. So, yeah, I think um, because it does work in that sense. Like it's pulled me in and I was like, the first five are amazing. It's like really well-written television. I just think that the second half is the side that's like, um, it's just a bit more like everyday kind of big action. And I'm just sort of like, sure, it's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just... No, I don't, I don't think there's... Like, I mean, I'm basically... The evil Lin stuff, maybe, and Skeletor's voice, Skeletor's voice got a bit grinding it towards the end, but I just don't feel like... With the first five episodes, it felt like something something special happened in each episode, but with this, it's mm. like... Other than maybe the Savage Human bit, just nothing... Yeah. Until the battle of the, in the fifth episode or towards the end of the fourth episode, just felt like nothing really happened. Yeah, for sure. They could have easily just jumped straight to the battle. Yeah, I mean, could have done five episodes of battling, and 
Mm. I, I watched a trailer as well, and they gave away quite a lot in the trailer with um, like Adam having the spark all along and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, I just thought, okay, I think it's just, I don't yeah. know, I don't it's, know. Yeah, I think I, I just I think I, I watch it. Watch it all. Like, I, I probably would watch it again, but from episode one to episode ten, and I mm-hmm. I probably then have a more thorough. But I I watched it so quickly because originally, obviously, we were gonna do this podcast a week ago. Yeah. So I watched it all very quickly and I, I probably could have just sat back and enjoyed it a bit more if I wasn't so like, got to watch this. And there was yeah. something else I was trying to get through quickly as well. I can't remember what that was. Yeah, I, I paced myself with it. I think I did like maybe the five across like two days, three days. No, I didn't. Um, I watched all five. In one go. I think in one go, yeah, pretty much. I maybe a, the fifth episode, I didn't get to the next day. but I read a really interesting article about this. Um, the other day, I can't remember who put it out, but uh, Cowboy Bebop, which has just had a live action on Netflix, and cancelled. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Got cancelled like ten days after it came out. Mental. And... All the all the money they've put into that. So stupid. But this article is basically saying, like, is it a sign that Netflix's binging model is outdated? Because um, if you look at all these shows that are releasing weekly now, like Disney Plus shows or like someone Amazon where they put it out weekly, do they build an audience over like Amazon usually put out three episodes and then they'll put out one weekly, right? So you've got seven weeks of content. Yeah. Um, does that build the audience so that then another season is viable? Whereas Netflix is like, right, if in seven days, this hasn't been binged by this many people. We're cancelling it. Well, they must do, mustn't they? Because that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's just yeah. Because every, everyone gets that's that's the thing with He Man as well, isn't it? If if He Man was a weekly thing, yeah. If you were, we would. This would have wrapped up a few weeks ago. Obviously, the the ten episodes, mm-hmm. but no, everyone would tune in again the week after because they'd want to see improve but five episodes is almost too much to really put someone off it like i said about yeah. the friend that my friend that i work with is speaking of he watched all five back to back and he instantly hated all five and he's like i'm never going to watch the second part now but if he had to wait weekly he'd be like okay i've got a week to think of each episode and we said this on the podcast multiple times things like loki and everything like i i'm a huge fan of the weekly format like disney yeah. plus and like you were saying with this article like because your anticipation grows and the audience will grow with it as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. you get people that would join in on episode three. It's like, okay, so we, everyone's talking about, let's use Loki as an example. There are three episodes in, getting great reviews. Everyone's talking about it. those people that haven't seen it will catch up in three episodes and then they're mm-hmm. in then, aren't they? They're locked in. Yeah. But if you tell me something is like, let's say like, why the last man? I, I haven't watched why the last man yet, but I... If you were to tell me now, because that, that came out weekly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But if that was out all in one go and it got the reviews and the thoughts that everyone was saying about it, I'd probably be less inclined to to even attempt it. But if it had yeah. just a bit of buzz about it, the first few episodes, I would join in and I'd probably join in weekly. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's, it's odd. It's odd in that the Cowboy Bebop thing, you know, bear in mind, there's a there's comic series out for it now. It's, put all this money into it it's a very very good cast i haven't watched yet but to cancel it after a week is yeah, that, then the article's right isn't it because yeah it's it's, an, it's a huge negative mm. um it's really it's, it's not it's not it's not having time to breathe is it that's my, yeah. that was what my point is it's not it, you think about back to like i think about buffy the vampire slayer 
when mm. I used to watch that, I was younger with my friend Nick, and we used to not you, Nick, another Nick, uh, fake Nick, and oh. um, and uh, you know, every week we'd watch it on the Friday night, mm. and you'd be talking, we're talking about it all week, and you'd be so pumped because you'd get an advert like midweek saying, like, this is next week on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you just had all this time to digest it and get excited about the next episode or be like, that oh, wasn't a very good episode. It'll pull back. It's like no different to like wrestling and stuff, is it? You mm. just yeah, yeah. get excited for the next thing. But when it's all in one go, and I have spoken in the past about things like Daredevil, which is like, God, if like, if I have to wait a whole week for this next episode, it's going to kill me. And that's how I used to think. That's what Netflix obviously gives you. Um, but I'm a firm believer now that the ratings and the, the shows would do better in a weekly format i think it is much yeah. better that way yeah i i really like amazon's release model where it's it's kind of like and i think apple does something similar as well where it's here's three episodes and then we'll give you weekly for six or seven weeks i really yeah, like I that model as well because it's just it's nice that you feel like you've been something and then by the time you finish the three you've you've sort of it's been a week unless you there's only so much you could i mean two episodes is like you could watch two episodes at a night couldn't you if you're yeah. a yeah, a, yeah things going on in your life but yeah. i also think it's a shame with the with the binge mentality that you could easily watch a few series in a week and then all of a sudden you're like oh what am i going to watch now yeah whereas if you look forward to things um if you've got these things to look forward to like hawkeye on wednesdays now and you got something on a friday night as well i mean my wife and i we had like a week where like we had something new to watch every night recently yeah and then all of a sudden you know if something comes on to binge we were watching um what's the show that she uh this is us yeah the new season that that we hadn't seen that that came on and it was all it was all put on there it was yeah. we'd done it in two days yeah and then it's like now it's gone yeah what do you do forever yeah so yeah it's yeah. um it's interesting i just i i do wonder in relation to he-man whether something like that would be better a either release it just all in one or yeah do it weekly because i feel like it just it suits it but there's also i've been watching um uh arcane the yeah i've been i've been told to watch this but i've never played the game i mean neither it isn't my kind of thing but the the animation looks mental like it's so good um and the voice cast is pretty good as well and so we tried it and we were both like this is really good and by the time we were watching, I think like six episodes were out. What they'd done was like they've almost split their season into three different arcs, I think. Okay. So it's like nine episodes overall. And each week they release three episodes. That's like an arc. And I, I kind of like that as a, as a formula, that it's kind of like you treat a series less um, like binge it all at once or less kind of like weekly. And you kind of just say, it's almost like three films. And so you've got three episodes each week, each with an arc, and you can watch it as a film or you can just split it into episodes. I quite like that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and I think He-Man was suits me. Like, I'm really hoping that they do get another season because I'd be curious to see what they'd, they'd do with another season. Um, they will. I think it did, it did good overall, didn't it? Regardless hope, yeah. of the, the original fans, I think it's done yeah. pretty, pretty well. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them do that either like i prefer it if they didn't release it all in one and they did it as like a okay you're gonna get three episodes this week three episodes next and that i think that's quite a nice model and i think arcane's been like really popular as well from what yeah I super popular yeah it's yeah. really really 
I mean, I've contradicted myself because at the beginning I said like He-Man would probably have done better if it was released all in one go. But that's just to appease the the um, like the hardcore fans. Yeah, they're like, yeah. maybe they could have just watched it and then be like, okay, there was He-Man and Skeletor right at the end. But I've also said that doing it weekly because they would have to wait and see. So I don't, I don't know what the answer is really, but I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a format, like you just said with Arcane or just like a, a couple of episodes. They did that with Hawkeye, didn't they? You got two episodes yeah. and then got yeah. you hooked on it and or hooked on it or enjoying it and then you and then you can carry on well we might as well talk about Hawkeye I guess yes Hawkeye I wonder what you think I, I enjoyed the first episode I really like yes. Ellie Seinfeld I think she's brilliant um, apart from the fact that that stupid tape on her face keep I keep thinking there's a giant spot <laughs> on her face and I'm like every time I'm like what has she got a spot? But no, it's just tape. Anyway, yeah. but she's awesome. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah, I think she's really good. I've really liked her in everything because she was in um she's in Bumblebee, wasn't she? In Bumblebee, and she's awesome she's the voice of Spider Gwen, isn't she? In Spider Verse. Yeah. Um she's in a series on Apple called Dickinson as well, and she's really good in that. But I just really like her. I think she's a great actor. And um she does Kate Bishop really well. Yeah. And so I thought the first episode was pretty good. And then I thought the second was dire. And then we're up to the fourth, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, forgettable in that I can't really remember much. I remember Yelena at the end of the last one. However, I said this when Black Widow came out. It really pisses me off that the angle that they've gone with her is like, he's the one who killed Natasha. Go hunt him down. Yeah, it's just to get her into something else, isn't it? Yeah, and also Forest you know Keys. at some point she's going to figure it out. Now. And she'll be like, I was tricked. And it's like, well, no. Yeah, it seems, it seems to be that the way they're going to go, that they've got her and obviously Echo as well, who's getting her own series. So yes. you know, it'll be some sort of assassin team that all come together to take down whatever the big bad. Heavily rumoured to be Kingpin, but I don't see it, unfortunately. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, buzz about that, that the, the uncle is Kingpin. Um, yeah. Which I'm... If they did it, very cool. However, I'd be really pissed off if it's a different kingpin. Not as an no. actor, but as in like... Um, I just, I, I generally think, I think Kevin Feige, I think for some of the stuff that he, may, he maybe gets a little bit wrong, I think he knows, I think he knows what a lot of fans would really, really want. And I, obviously, he's talked about Charlie Cox last week. That yeah. There would be no one else that played Daredevil, whether Charlie Cox is actually in Spider-Man or not, is still up in the air. Yeah. But... I think he knows. I think he knows that Kingpin is uh, already cast, and Punisher's already cast. I mean, they're the two. I would even go as far as says uh, Jessica Jones as well. Christian Ritter is yeah is a shoe in yeah, and I don't think they'd ever touch Iron Fist now because of Shang-Chi. now they've got Shang Chi. And I mean, I really like Mike Coulter as Luke Cage as well. So I th- yeah, I think Kingpin and Daredevil are both safe, very safe. It's, yeah, there's. I, I- there's no one else that would do Kingpin justice now. I just don't want it to be like a variant. I don't want them to go like, we've got the same actor and visually it's all the same. However, storyline-wise, it's not. Because you couldn't put that Kingpin in this Hawkeye series. That's why I think it's too... If you're, you're in and you've got to hope that like things like Blade and stuff, and again, maybe Deadpool, even though that's comedy, like they're going to have to go darker eventually because Disney eventually are going to have to expand into something a bit they're gonna they try and go different with every film don't they like a sci-fi comedy yeah. action this 
And one of the only things that haven't really gone is gone fully dark, which I think Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be aiming at like a bit of a horror type film. Yeah. And I think hopefully that opens the door for like, okay, so that worked out well. So we can go dark with Daredevil. We know people will tune in. We can go dark with, you know, Daredevil Kingpin and we can go dark with um, Punisher again. So I hope fingers so. crossed. Yeah, I really hope that like, as they do merge these characters in, that they, they're still the same characters. Like all that story is exactly the same. Yeah. Because I just think it's it, no reason. A... it is connected, isn't it? It's connected in the in the Netflix shows. It's just they probably can't use, I guess they can't use footage yeah. from the Netflix shows maybe, or not until, or maybe they can now. Now there are, I guess when the rights went over, went maybe over, all that yeah. stuff. I don't, I don't know. know. But hopefully, That's... I mean, I like Hawkeye as well. I actually think it's pretty, uh, I think it's pretty wholesome and it's nice and Christmassy at Christmas, which makes sense. And yeah. I like, I like uh, Jeremy Renner. Renner, yeah, Roma, Renner. I feel like him. He's kind of like he's not old man Hawkeye from the comic because that's just mental. But yeah. he's like a bit grumpy, and he he just I like the like uh, it's the cool kids. They say vibe these days, don't they? I like the vibe between him and uh, Kate Bishop. I like the fact they've got pizza dog in there. Yeah, and I just think it's yeah, I think it's pretty cool. The only thing I feel like is that you know in the Netflix series. Because this is only is this six episodes or eight episodes. Hawkeye. I think it's six. Eight, seven. I think it's six or eight. But obviously, with the Netflix shows, it used to be 12 or 13 episodes. And the thing you'd get with those is, is that there was almost essentially two parts to each season. Yeah. So you'd have a villain who would actually turn out to be good by the second half. And you obviously think that's going to happen with Echo. But my worry is that it's going to be too quick of a turnaround. That it just feels a bit pointless. Yeah. Um, because like in, in Daredevil, for instance, you had a whole first half of a season of season two where Punisher was the bad guy. Mm. And then the second half, it was the hand. Uh, the hand and a bit of Kingpin. But Punisher was then on a like redeeming arc then where he was in court and he was in prison and everything. And it happened yeah. in season three, it happened in Iron Fist, happened in Jessica Jones, happened in Cage. And it's like, I just feel like if this is too too short because those episodes were an hour long each as well mm. whereas this is a shorter episode and if it's only six episodes or maybe eight it's six so it's six so we've only got two three left two left and that is an awful lot to so you've got to throw in the you've got the widow stuff yeah and you've got to turn echo from uh trying to kill ronan who's hawkeye because of killing her dad into essentially what is going to be a good guy I think. Yeah. So I can't imagine Echo being a villain series. So that is the only thing that I don't like about it is that I feel like as they could have just skipped the Echo stuff and just put the Widow stuff in, even though you would have not been happy. But yeah, I'm I willing just, to sacrifice that. I like I don't mind her being in it because I really like her as a character. I just don't like the storyline they've given her. I just I think there's way more interesting storylines like why not have her like I I think I said at the time, but that post credits for Black Widow where she's like at the grave. Why not have that instead as as her meeting Clint and just being like, tell me about her final moments. Like give me the closure that I'm looking for. Give me that. Rather than like set up this nonsensical 
he killed her go hunter. I think the reason like, is that she's just looking she's looking for she's looking for someone, isn't she, to take out on as well. So yeah, you're easily swayed and being like, this guy's to blame. She's like, right, I'm gonna go and get this guy. But you're right, yes. She's yeah. a level-headed person as well. So it doesn't really make that much sense that she goes and attacks yeah. someone who's looked after or helped Black Widow for so long. It's, yeah. um, is a bit odd. I can't believe there's only two episodes left. It's crazy. Sure that's right. Yeah, I just Googled it. So we've seen four episodes now. Four episodes. Fifth episode is the one that they've like overhyped because somebody, I can't remember if it was an EP or a writer, was like, I think the fifth episode will blow up Twitter. I was like, just don't say it because like people just go nuts with theories and bloody Black Widow variant, won't it, or something? Yeah, or like fucking Mephisto. Just sure um it, it, like that was wandavision's biggest problem is all along everyone was like mephisto mephisto never happened the creators hadn't even heard of them like didn't so even my uh, so my my older brother ryan he's he's just watching wandavision now and he texted me last night he's like oh the quicksilver twist was so cool i was like oh my god like this was like so long ago but now i'm like it was a really cool twist like i wish i could go back and uh and I, I probably would enjoy it even more now, actually. That's because uh, Agatha's got her own series, hasn't she? She was really yeah. awesome in Bloody yeah. Song. The song was up for a, was it up for like a Grammy or something? something like that, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. What's next on your list, Nick? Let's carry on this uh, party. Um, what else have we been watching? There was something else we were going to talk about. I've completely forgotten. Well, there were the game, game, uh, game, gaming, yes. Thing. So yes. we're going to join us for our extra content. If you want us to talk about, hear us talk about uh, Suicide sure. Kills the Justice League. So we're going to be yeah. talking about then. Yes. That then. Jesus, speak English then good, that. not me. Um, yeah. Uh, Star Wars game. from Star Wars game. Yeah. That looked quite interesting. Two, two Star Wars games, wasn't it? Was it? Wasn't yeah. it? No. Eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. Which looked really and intriguing. And another one. Clearly we've done our homework. Maybe there was another one. I've completely blanked. There was that, and then there was Wonder Woman as well. Wonder Woman, I'm quite intrigued about. Um, yeah, me too. I haven't really played the like Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, whatever it is. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's War an awesome, that's, They're both awesome games. I, okay. I, I got given, because it's from the same people, isn't it? Yeah, Monolith, yeah. So I, my friend lent me the Shadow of Mordor game, and I thought, oh man, that's not sure if it's going to be my sort of thing, but man, it was really, really good. I like really their, um, their, is it called the nemesis system where it's yeah. like, yeah, I think that would. Yeah. So the, the bad guys upgrade basically. So you're like, you go into yeah. this, not an arena, but you go into these like different uh, areas and there's like a warlord type figure and you, you beat them all. And then you go back later and it's like, Oh, he's now there's stronger. another person in charge and he's stronger and he's got more minions. It was, yeah. uh, yeah. I um I really like that, and I, I think that will suit Wonder Woman as well. I think Wonder Woman's kind of got that, um, like not that she's got the the same sort of like general vibe. I think what she can do is you can give her multiple villains, and as the story progresses, you can kind of give her people who learn her and like learn how to fight her. So that makes it more challenging. I really like that. I'm super curious who they do as a main villain. Like, to, I want to say Cheetah, but I don't know whether that's like 
it's too quick whether they go for like another villain and sort of like make a name for another villain um, yeah. I thought I thought it would be someone a bit like like Lex Luthor or something. Yeah, just uh, someone like I don't know with a an agenda, but there's like funding villains to go after her. Basically, I just thought because yeah. it's a whole new world, isn't it? It's not linked to anything we've already seen before, is it? So they can no. do whatever they want. So yeah, I just thought it was really cool. I was like, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting it at all, and so no, when it, yeah, when it like happened, I was like, oh nice uh um, it's the same with the wolverine announcement i didn't expect that either so yeah that was um not on the on the last gaming event but is it 2023 when the woman is out did they say i don't even know Must if they be. gave a date did they no no i don't think they did it just said wonder woman didn't it so yeah. it's, i mean it can't come out next year there's too much coming out next year between but the suicide squad gotham knights yep. spider-man 2 god of war 2 um, yes. already can't finish one game it's yeah. taking me a taking me a year to finish. Um, I can't, I can't remember what game it is. That's how long it's Avengers? been since I played it. No, I finished Avengers. Okay, something um, else. God knows what it was. It was yeah. something anyway. I feel like I haven't played a game since the Last of Us Two, which was like a year and a half ago. So that's a good game though. Um, whilst they're out, so uh, I don't know if you ever watched it, but The Expanse is getting a Telltale series. Game. Yeah, I saw that as well. I didn't, I didn't see it, but I saw the announcement. I fucking so, love the expanse because that's uh, their first release, isn't it? Since they got take the Telltale nearly closed down, didn't it? Or yeah, did I think, down. yeah, yeah. It's like completely changed from what I understand. Um, because yeah, so some of the new... guys who worked on like the Walking Dead and all that shit have gone on to do the Star Trek game that was announced. Yeah, that also looks quite interesting. I was like, cool, I'm, I'm in for it, but um. Yeah, for me, I haven't the, seen it. I, I know I saw the Star Trek announcement, but I haven't seen anything of it. Yeah, it looked um, it looked interesting. Like it does, it looks point and clicky, but at the same okay. time, there's like like you can fire a phaser and stuff. So I assume there's a little bit more to it than just um, the usual kind of telltale point and click. Whereas I think the Expanse will be very telltale. Um, yeah, but it's a good world to do it in. I, I just bloody love the Expanse. Um, the big one for me was Alan Wake 2. Fucking lost. Oh, yeah, you love shit. Alan Wake, don't you? Yeah, oh I forgot how much you loved Alan Wake. That was in your top 10 games, wasn't it, when we did that podcast? Yeah. Wasn't it? And, um, yeah. yeah. And it was in my, uh, if anybody wants to check it out, Offshore Game Cast. Just did a little thing and I wrote about two of the games I played this year and one of them was the Alan Wake Remastered because it's bloody nice. good. Um, yeah. I've, there's sort of this rule of thumb that I've learned in that developers do that effectively if you get a remastered game expect a sequel to that game within a couple of years because that's why they've remastered it is that they're giving you more wait does that mean they're going to do another uncharted game probably haven't they they just remastered uncharted didn't they well i don't know if it's a remastered maybe it's just re-release it's like all they've done it for all next gen haven't they yeah yeah, I think all of them have got like 60 frames and whatnot. I'd love nuts. another Uncharted game. I think they are working on it. Um, oh, it might just be, I guess maybe it's just the hype of the film, isn't it? Tom Holland. Yeah, that is probably attached. But um, but yeah, the, when they announced Alan Wake 2, I was like, sick. I, was, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but um, I really like the fact that they've, they've done it as like a survival horror. Um, like yeah. Remedy have never done it. And the trailer is just fucking awesome. Um, it's like so When's that out? Is out they, next year as well. They Must said be. 2023. Uh, 
and they're sort of going dark for a little while, which is a pun, which is good. Uh, and then I think over the summer, so I assume for like E3 around that time, they'll they'll reveal a bit more about it. But yeah, it, um, it's just bloody exciting. And I'm, I'm really in for it if it's going to be a little bit more scary because when I replayed the remastered, the story is still great, but the combat gets a little bit repetitive. And yep. I think because I played it in 2010, like before I played stuff like Last of Us or like Uncharted 3 and 4, that kind of thing, um, I I sort of hadn't really played as many third-person games, I guess. And Alan Wake was the one where I was like, fuck, like games can tell really, really interesting stories. Um, and yeah, so that, that's probably the only thing that I don't think holds up is the combat is that it's it's it shows its age, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yep. But the story still holds out. And so I think a, a more updated version, and if they lean into it being fucking horrific, I'll, um, I'll love it. I'll just probably never complete it because I still haven't finished Alien Isolation. That's been out for years. It's too terrifying. The Alien Isolation. I remember talking to you about that when it came out. So good. Did you ever finish it? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, fucking yeah. brave man. Uh, Harry and I, um, so for Harry's birthday, the night before, we were like, we'll play some Alien because it's right around Halloween. And so we were up to like 3.30, 4 a.m. playing Alien. And um, it's just fucking terrifying. And so then when it's coming around to my birthday, which is in like uh, nine days uh, as a time of recording, um, we were like, right, we'll play Alien again. So we played it last night. Did the moment where you go through the nest? Yeah. Fucking hell. I was like, what are you like? I was like, Get on with it. I was like, I can't play this. I, I was like starting to go through it. And Harry was like, you're going to want to play this bit. I was like, what do you mean? And, um, and then, yeah, I got into the nest and I was like, oh, there's face huggers and there's fucking loads of aliens. Like, no, I Did just, um, I couldn't do it. Has that Harry played it before? So Harry hasn't finished it because like me, it's shitty. terrifying. Uh, but he's not much further ahead of where we've got to in like our joint playthrough. Um, and so he's starting to get to the bit where he's like, I can't quite remember whether I've done it or not. But yeah, just, it was just like, rip the bandage off, as they say. Just, just it's just so carry on with it. It's just... I played it. I played it. So I, I swear I was playing it around the same time I was playing Arkham Knight. It was probably the same year, yeah. I was just playing. I swear it's because there was a bit in our because I've been playing so much Alien Isolation that when Arkham Knight came out, there was a bit where Man Bat jumps across the roof. <laughs> I yeah. kid you not, I shat myself. I threw the control yeah. so high in the air, it landed, and I jumped even more. It's but I just, just, I just, yeah. I loved it. Alien Isolation was good. It was terrifying, but I all all the lights off, just the TV, and uh, playing. Um, because it must have been when my first, when my daughter was. She must have been really little at the time, or maybe not even born yet. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, it is terrifying, but in a good way. Just in a, I just, I just hid in a locker for like half an hour every now and again and just hope for the best that's honestly what i can do like last night as we got into the nest there were several points where i was like i really need to go like i need to get moving and there's a bit where you climb through like a nest hole Uh and i was just like why am i doing this wait till you get to the end yeah i'm not looking forward to it what if i told you there's no scary bits after the nest i think you're lying (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i just uh it's just it's good like the writing on it's really good as well like it's a really good original alien story um but yeah so if alan wake 2 is scary like that i'll just never complete it 
you should watch there's a youtuber this guy my friend seb introduced me to this youtuber called soviet wombat and they basically play these ridiculous games as a group like the most boring games as like uh shooters but he he basically this main guy he plays alien isolation and you've just never heard someone scream so much in all his life but he's like scream scream laughing like giggling relentlessly and it's like panting he's so he's so it's so intense for him um, yeah it's the same with resident evil 7 like i've been playing that my um one of my best friends got it for me for my birthday two last year two years ago last year last year and i like played through most of it and i was like none of the bosses were making me jump which is what everybody said they were like they're horrific like it will freak you out and i was like i'm fine with those i've got ammo i'm all cool the thing that freaks me out is there's like these mold creatures who have like a sideways mouth and they like really gangly and they freak me out and now i'm at this point where like i've saved it and straight in front of me a mold creature is coming out and then to the left of me a mold creature is walking out through the darkness and so I've trapped myself with a save point, and I'm like, I just, I just won't finish this game then. I'll oh, just... right. When I'm back in England, I'll come over. And I'll do it. For <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. It'd be like this. No fear. It's like in the Last of Us Two when you're in that room with the things that, uh, like the scurrying ones. You're, oh, yeah, you're in yeah. the office block, and there you can hear them. Yeah. But you can't see them when you go into like the stealth thing, and you just hear them. It's like everyone was like if i read about it or i said everyone's just like just take your time go really slowly but it's just not the way to go you just, just gotta unsettling. just run. gotta run and then <laughs> get into a room and then just pick them off one by one yeah i think when i first did that i jumped straight through the window the other side <laughs> and then you just like ah, and i just like destroyed all of them but amazing it's, uh yeah i'm more of a just uh if i hear something i'll just go to i'm well, not an alien you can't go towards noise an alien but yeah uh, yeah, I'm very much a gung-ho. So if I was in that Resident Evil situation, I would just well, drive on. In Resident Evil, my original idea was that I was like, oh, I can hang out in this door and pick them off, but they don't start moving until you're like halfway Closer. down the corridor. Yeah, and then there's no going back. Yeah, and so at that point, it's like one's coming in front of me and the other's coming behind. I'm like, I'm oh, just, no, leave me alone. Just let me finish this game best thing to do is put your headphones on so you can hear everything real nice and loud like i said turn the lights off and then you'll be you'll just be like you're in the moment an alien's even worse because the motion tracker the sound comes out your controller that yeah it does yeah that's shit like awful Good um, stuff but yeah no, i didn't so, think i didn't think we would uh be talking about alien isolation like seven years later but here we are it's right. only because you won't fucking complete it yeah speaking of actually this was the other thing i was going to ask you because we brought it up last time it was completely unintended did you see the trailers out for marvelous mrs Maisel season four yes i did oh my god i'm so it excited looks good didn't it yeah it's got a few good a uh, few good cast members in it because milo's in it now isn't he yeah of, uh, heroes and this is us and all those other things fame and there's someone else that's cast in it as well it was pretty interesting god knows who it was but yes yeah. i i did see the trailer yeah it was pretty good because we, we we only finished season three i think a couple of weeks ago and there's like, oh, season four is ages away, but no, here we are. Yeah. Bang it's... on time. Using the Amazon model of a few episodes and then you've got to wait. So perfect. Yeah. I, it's, it's just so good. It's like, really good. Yeah. The writing is just insane. I wish more I people like watch that. I feel like a lot of those cast members as well could, I, some of them obviously big stars already, but I get the feeling with like someone like Joel Maisel. I'm not sure who plays him, but he's like, there must be like big things on the horizon for him. He's very good. Yeah. I think like everybody's really good at it. She's insane. 
She's um, really good, yeah. Yeah, like really, really good. Um, I just can't get over, is it Kathy Griffiths? Is that her name? The, the one who plays um, the, manager. the manager. She's great. She's yeah. Lois Griffin, isn't she? So Yes. I think we said this last time. So every now and again, you just you get a tiny, tiny bit of Lois Griffin. Yeah. So it's just good. Yeah, it's just bloody good. I'm really excited about that. Um, what else was there? I feel like there was something else we were going to talk about. It's probably loads of stuff. There's only so much time we have, but I can't remember that. Well, but leading up to this podcast, it's like, there's loads. I, sh- I should yeah. have written the list, but I thought oh. we'd be uh, well on I, it. I know one of the things that I wanted to talk about, because I know you haven't seen it, but I need oh, to... Oh, you, just... you want to talk about Venom, don't you? I can't explain how bad this film is. Like, it's... You, you, make, you make me want to watch it now, but I did think for the people who were saying about us doing another newsletter, I'm going to watch it and then we'll do a newsletter. Yes. But you, you can still talk about it now, though. It's just... There's nothing redeeming about it. In that, like, Not the even, first... What about, what about Woody? No. No? Like, he's fine... But the dialogue is so bad that you're just like, this is this is shit. Like I've been I've, a few clips from Spider-Man Three have popped up on my YouTube recently, which then I've watched back because I haven't seen the film since probably like 2008, um, and I forgot how bad the dialogue is in Spider-Man Three. Yeah, it doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, like the scene. Oh, I don't where think he, it ever held up. No, but the scene where he interrogates Brock and he's like, "You're trash, Brock. Fucking awful." Um, this that is like imagine that dialogue for an hour and a half that's venom too um it's just so bad is it is it cool to see carnage on screen because it must look because i always thought venom looked good and carnage looks good in the trailer visually yes like i was talking to harry about this because harry is a massive venom fan and we saw the first one together and I remember him saying it's annoying because he was like, the first one isn't good, but Venom looks good 90% of the time. I think there's a couple of shots where he looked a bit shit. But the, the, the plot and everything around it was shit. Yes. The second one is like just so much worse, which I didn't think was possible. But Carnage looks good. However, they get his character completely fucking wrong. Yeah, I read I read about that as well. I read they got the whole thing. I also saw a clip of Woody Harrell, Cletus, Cletus, yeah, in his, uh, he's like in a red blazer or something. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a typical. We're going to give the character like, the clothes. Friday night villain. Like, yeah, he's wearing a red blazer because he's Carnage. Like, yeah. no, you might as well just put like Tom Hardy in like a black black leather pants and a black uh, yeah. jacket, pants, trousers, I'm not American. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overly excited. The only thing I, I, I've already seen the post credits sting. So badly done as well. So badly done. It just looks really weird as well. Cause it doesn't make any sense. What does well, he want to eat? Tom Holland. I, so I was talking to Harry about this and Harry said he wonders if it's because it's a different, symbiote that's in him at that point so when the voodoo shit that changed us tom hardy is brought across but the symbiote is slightly different and so the villain yeah rather than like a yin and a yang it's like he is actually bad but what pissed me off so much about that is the fact that they felt the need to make a joke that it's like you get the scene where it's like he sees Tom Holland and he's like I want to eat that guy 
And then it cuts to a guy coming out of the bathroom and he's like, why are you in my room? And it's and a was, really abrupt cut as well, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, why, like, just, why would it you? would have been that? better. That's what I was saying to um, someone anyway. I said it would have been better if uh, someone who's seen the film as well. Wouldn't, it would have been really good then if Venom, even though it's really stupid, but just attacked that person in the hotel room. Yeah, just anything. Like, I'm not saying to eat him, but just beat the crap into him or something and was like, yeah. this is what's coming Spider-Man's way now. This Venom is going to get him. But I, I have no idea. I just, I can't. I also can't see, because obviously there's Sony and Marvel Studios thing where they want them to cross over, but mm. how you get this Tom Hardy Venom character over, um, I think the only hope is that maybe in Venom 3, Tom Holland Spider-Man is in that, but that's going to diminish that Spider-Man, isn't it, a little bit, if it's as bad as you know people say it is. And it's really strange as well, because it's Andy Serkis, who I thought would actually do a really good job. But there's just... There's no style to it, I don't think. And I think there that... was style to the first one. The first one did have its moments. There were some good yeah. bits. In the first yeah. one. It just, it's like they realized that with the first one, the thing that worked was the comedy. And they were like, okay, let's play that up for the second. And it just doesn't work. And like Naomi Harris, who I'm a massive fan of, like she's an incredible actor, has terrible fucking dialogue again. There's like this one scene that really pisses me off where she's like sat in a car and then she just does this stereotypical kind of like infatuated uh, like woman with a crazy guy and she's like oh baby and it's just like just make any other film any other film ever just it, it it's just tough isn't it because you worry about Morbius and you worry about obviously like, I love I love 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 I mean, I love Spider-Man, but I love the villain. I love the rogues gallery. Mm. They've done it with some of them. They did it with Rhino and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Mm-hmm. And they obviously looks like they're doing it a little bit with Venom and stuff, but I think they can still redeem Venom, but it just needs a different direction. But why not just make the film what it should, just use the source material as all there. Just make Venom a fucking nightmare. Mm. And then the only reason him and Carnage ever fight is because Carnage is more of a nightmare than him. Yeah. Like that's the only reason. Like, and it just they could have they could have just Sony could have owned they could have their corner of the Spider-Man universe yeah. if they just said right, you have you do these characters. So you've got like your vultures, like your Michael Keaton vulture stuff, which is a bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's not like you know he's not you know he's just got his things. But then you we will take the Morbius, the Venoms, the Craven, the Hunters, and we will make it dark, like really dark. And if they cross over, there could be like a middle ground. Um, they obviously haven't. They've taken a Venom character and turned it into a, a comedy. And you worry about Craven the Last Hunter as well. You worry that it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it could be. I don't know. I have no I idea just, what yeah. angle they're going to go with. I just wish. I wish they were smart, Nick. I wish they were like you and I, because the best thing they could do, Craven the Last Hunt, uh, Craven the Hunter. I'm, I'm obviously going off the Venom thing now, but I have a vision. Is that at the end of a Spider-Man film, it's fucking pissing it down with rain. It's dark. And it goes into this mansion, kind of like the Venom post-credit scene, obviously. But on the TV, it's Spider-Man. And Craven is like, that is what I'm going to hunt next. Like, there's all these dead animals on his wall, yeah. and that's what he's going to do. But yeah, they've Venom thing sounds really. F- it's now. just, it's just awful, and 
Can't wait um, to see it. It, it. it just it just doesn't do it right. And I said to Harry, I think what they've tried to do is they've tried to make Venom like Groot, where or King Shark. Maybe King Shark's a better example. In that, like, he can do bad stuff and he'll eat people, but you kind you think he's cute. And a, a lot of Venom 2 feels like they're going, Venom may eat people, but he'll also cook you breakfast. Yeah. And that's, you know, and it's just like, just... This King Shark had boxer shorts on, though. Yeah. And also King Shark was in, like, an R8 film, so, like, you did see the viciousness, like, him pulling somebody apart. And you're like, oh, shit, like, I wouldn't mess with him. Whereas Venom, in this interpretation, you're like, I'll throw some fire at him and it'll be fine. But I mean, maybe Harry's onto something with the Venom thing as well. Like maybe if it is a different kind of Venom, that's our way to get like a darker Venom, hopefully. But yeah. again, it's hard to separate what you've seen in Venom 1 and now Venom 2. Yeah. There's something new because in an ideal world, Venom would have just been in the MCU and, you know, done a bit differently. But yeah, you know, there's, I mean, Sony have to do it. I mean, the reviews have been terrible, haven't they? And I, I don't know what money is it's made, but it's, it's done well. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Well then, because they said they're going to do a Venom 3, didn't they, already? Yeah. So It's, it's made Venom like Good 3 and... Bank and, and yeah, better reviews than the first, which I'm like... When they're going to do a Sinister Six, aren't they? That's the aim, isn't it? The the end game yeah. for Sony and Marvel Studios is that it's a Sinister Six type vibe at the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, the only other thing that I think I'd remember that I'd seen, which I don't know if you've seen, but... Um, I bloody loved was Ghostbusters Afterlife. I haven't seen it, no. Fucking hell. So good. Is it? I've had yeah. like a few ups and downs. I like I mean there's ups and downs of everything, isn't there, these days? Yeah. So I think you have to enjoy Ghostbusters one and two. I don't think I love Ghostbusters one and two. So. I don't know if this I mean, pulls a new audience in. i it's hard to tell. I, I heard there's a bit of a Force Awakens vibe where it's like basically Ghostbusters 1. Yes, it pretty much is. However, yeah. I think I said to Harry before Harry saw it because I saw it just before him. And I said to him, this is like, it's the best form of fan service in that it gives you new characters you really like. It gives you a similar plot to the film you loved. And it gives you what you want from a film returning from the 80s. Um, but yeah, the, the the last act, like the final 30 minutes is bloody good. Really random cameo, like really bizarre. I know there's, I know a lot of the original Ghostbusters are in it again. Yeah. Um, is that the weird cameo? No. There is like no. a cat, like guy in one scene, which you'll know, and he's just in one scene and you're like, wait, the fuck um really can i weird. guess who it is yes you can tell me if i'm right is it um what's his name who doesn't act anymore but he acts again now the guy in uh what's his name honey i shrink the kids oh uh rick moranis yes is it rick no. moranis oh. no. can it's... i ask another question yes i know there's mini stay puff marshmallow man but is there a giant stay puff marshmallow man no fuck it's over i don't want to watch it um but yeah, it's just, it's just really good. Like, um, it feels like an '80s kind of like kids' adventure film. Like, it, it's yeah. sort of similar to Goonies. 
Um, whether or not it should have been closer to something like Lost Boys, where it's kind of a bit more horror. Because that was the, the interesting, like I watched Ghostbusters 1 and 2 back before I saw it. And interestingly, Ghostbusters sort of does toe a line between like a comedy horror. Yeah. Um, oh, that first, fucking that first scene in Ghostbusters for the library. I was yeah. fucked up for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think this, there's elements which are really, really cool. And you're like, that's just really nice. Um, and then the comedy is just good. Like it's my issue with the, the reboot one that they did, because I love the cast of the reboot. It just wasn't funny. Like it was like modern jokes that just didn't land. Yeah. This one is like, you, it clearly follows the, the first two. Like you can tell it's come from somebody who was linked to the first lot. And it, it just all works. And yeah, like the, the third act, I was like an emotional wreck. I was like, oh my God. But, I'm um, really forward to it. I think it's on, um, I think it's on iTunes now. I think it's like one of those ones you can rent for like the money you would pay to go to see at cinema. Because we saw, we saw Bond the other day. Yep. Did, did we what talk about think? that already? No. I talked about uh, no, the meal no. extra. No, I didn't. I didn't like it. No. Oh, really? Interesting. How come? No. I well, okay. So I liked it. So I like all. I like a lot of the Bond films. I really like Daniel Craig's Bond. I just mm. thought it was just so pointless. Interesting. Like you okay. just obviously it was a big love story, really. Yeah. And you've got Rami Malek. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Shit yeah. with names. Yeah. But what was the point in him? Yeah, he was probably the the thing. He's barely, that I, he's yeah. barely in it. Yeah. His plan was shit. Yeah. And yes, he killed Spectre after all those films talking about Spectre and la 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 la. And then it's just yeah. over and everything. And then he drops this girl who bites him on the hand. This is obviously everyone knows the spoiler. So I'm just going to yeah. go with it now. We've spoiled everything else today. And then he's like, he leaves off with his guards and he's just like onwards. And then just all of a sudden, you don't see him again until he shoots Daniel Craig. Yeah. And by that point, he looks like everything's up there. But I mean, Jesus Christ, like he didn't even. He just didn't do anything, did he? He was barely. I I, I love some of the. Sh- I love I love the I love the opening bit when you first see him in the snow with his mask. Mm, that was cool. I liked. There were bits that I just kind of felt just. I found it super underwhelming for the last one for Daniel Craig. It didn't feel very Bond like. It just felt very. It didn't feel like it was hard for them to work out anything. Interesting. Ah, like, oh, we've got this eye and we've got this and we know what to do. This this is where we're going to go. You kind of suspected the people that were going to turn straight away. Like you knew that Ash guy was going to be a bad guy. And just, mm-hmm. I didn't like the other 007, not the actress or that there was a female 007. That is hundred percent not what I mean. I just thought that they didn't gel well on screen. Um, I thought the one person that I thought, and this isn't just because I thought she was like insanely good looking as well, was the uh, sort of the, the one that helped him in the bar. Oh, Anna Diamas, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I just think they could have just kept, um, I don't know, like they could have put money, Penny, back in the game a little bit. I know she's retired from active duty and stuff. I don't know, it just felt like, even Q just felt off, like, uh, not M, sorry, M just felt like, you know, I don't know, just, it just felt really, I just thought it just wasn't that great. I was really, I think I was just disappointed. But obviously, from your reaction, you liked it then. Yeah, I mean, like, I loved it. My biggest problem is Rami Malek, that I'm like, he he, it, he feels like an MCU villain where it's just, it's not, um, there's no substance. And it's no, just, there was, yeah, there was no substance. Yeah, no. It, it's like very hollow and he, he doesn't really have a lot to do. He's not in it a lot. He's got really short screen time. 
Um, you can get you can get away with that in Marvel though because it's all moving so quickly. Like bam, bam, yeah. film, 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 TV show. But with Bond, like this has been since two thousand and six. Yeah. This whole Spectre thing from Casino Royale, you got the yeah. quantum stuff, and then you go to Spectre, and it just kind of felt like Rami Malek was just there was no point in him. Yeah, I think um, I I think like the only bit of his plan that I really like is where he kills all of Spectre, like I, that segment i think worked really well and i really like i think the thing that i loved was craig's arc that it was kind of like all along they've been telling this version of bond which is like the first ever bond that's been in love and that that's the um that's like that his pain is like he lost um vespa and he's never really recovered from it. Like, even in this one, even though he's met somebody else and he's got a kid with them, the fact that the film opens up with, like, him having to say goodbye to Vesper, I, I really kind of, like, hit it for me, where I was like, shit, like, I think this is the first time that they've probably humanised Bond. Um, and so, like, when he dies, I was like, oh, I get why they've killed him off, because... It's almost like he was just living on borrowed time. That he yeah, was yeah. like, and I, I do I, like I think, that. Yeah, I, I, I think you're. I see you're spot on. Like, I think, uh, I I do like that. I I don't mind the fact that it's like a love thing at the end. I I don't. Yeah. I don't mind. But again, it's the she, he's he's off her. He's into her. She's betrayed yeah. him. She hasn't betrayed him. Now there's a kid. Like, yeah. I don't even think you needed the kid. Like, I just don't think you needed that that whole bit. Yeah. Um, I almost don't feel like there was enough action either. It sounds insane, but it just doesn't feel... Because, you, you know, in the beginning of... It must have been Spectre, the, the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think that's such a, such a good opening. It's so well shot and it's action and things. But this obviously had the car scene after the funeral, the grave explodes. But I think I think probably I overhyped it in my head because I was really, really oh. looking forward to it. And I just... Yeah, again, I just... I, I just felt a bit underwhelmed by the whole yeah. thing. Did Neil like? I haven't listened to the extras yeah. that you can listen to. People, if they, if you haven't listened to Nick and Harry, uh, Nick and Harry, Nick and Neil talking about it, but I was curious if he liked it as well. Yeah, but I think both of us were um, were kind of like on the same page with it. I think it was just we both really liked it, but I think we both said, I think anyway, that we felt like Rami Malek didn't have enough screen time. Um, but yeah, and I just I thought the score was really good as well. I really like that. I thought Hans Zimmer did a yeah, yeah. Score. The score is really good. Um, I think with Ryan Malek, I think I just would have rather him be working for Spectre, but almost right. be trying to take over take Spectre. Over. Yeah, like if he if that was the thing, like you know, he kills off what's his name, um, Blofeld. Blofeld, yeah. If he if he killed him off, yeah. um, like he turned a weapon against him, like he did with the whole of Spectre, like that Spectre bit could have been nearer the end, and Bond could have been like. Oh shit! Like all this time, I've been suspected of this guy is actually, yeah, he's been taken over from the inside. But it just, yeah, yeah. It just was a bit, I, um, just a bit odd for me. I just didn't. I don't think I, yeah, didn't. I mean, didn't enjoy any of the characters overall, really, in that film. I'd I'd completely forgotten that because I didn't enjoy Spectre. Like I thought Spectre was shit. Um, but I, I'd forgot, forgotten that the girl he is in love with in this it was inspector yeah 
so when she came into this i was like god they've like introduced a new love like really quickly and and they've just gone with it and then when they're like oh there's a bit of history between her and blowfeld i was like that's it because inspect as well they were on and off and then he suspected her and then he didn't suspect her was just yeah oh my god just i like the fact that it was in norway yeah you're gonna shoot an action film now whether it be mission impossible bond you go to norway norway yeah so um so i live in norway people that sounds mental uh sounds like i just really like norway yeah um (laughs) yeah yeah all right so surprised i I really thought i was gonna like it so but I will watch Ghostbusters, uh, see if yes. my wife and I can watch that. And I will I watch that and I'll watch Venom because that's highly recommended from my good friend, Nick. And we'll go from there. Um, we'll see, next time we record one of these bad boys, we'll get to talk about Spider-Man. Ropey. I'm, I'm nervous, but yeah. I mean, the, the other, I mean, if we're going to say, oh, well, we're not going to say, I'll say now, I've not seen any spoilers to do with it. I don't know. I know there's loads of rumours. I know there is a bunch of stuff people think is going to happen. I will be very, very shocked because today they started putting out those like keep your secrets and stuff mm-hmm. like like don't ruin it for everyone. And that to me just screams that there is going to be all three Spider-Men are going to be in it. Plus, yeah. I actually think we'll see like Kirsten Dunst as well. And Emma, I think we're just going to get the whole the whole shebang I think is going to be in it. And the one thing I really hope is that the end credits are super, super significant. Like I want like a Loki Doctor Strange crossover type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm nervous because I, I'm in for it for Garfield and I'm in for it for Charlie Cox. Like they're the two things that are like, they could make the film for me. I'm not in it for like anything else because I have no attachment to Holland as like as Peter Parker. Like I just don't care. I'm there for Maguire. Maguire and uh, Maguire is the man. I, yeah. I love because I love the Doc Ock stuff as well. I think. Um, yeah, I think Molina is great. Um, it has the potential to be it has the potential to be overcrowded though. They have to do it really smart. I I am a big believer that we've seen whatever people have seen in trailers. I think it's. I think a lot of it, the Doctor Strange and Doc Ock stuff obviously happens really early on, mm-hmm. I would think. And then the battle that looks like a big battle at the end. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Uh, yeah, I saw it the other day actually in the cinema. So I feel like that is, it's being portrayed as it's like the end, but I feel like it's more of the middle. Right. Um, and like these sub-villains, the Goblin and Electro and stuff, I think they're just going to be like something like just in the middle and they'll come and go basically yeah yeah i think so, um, there's a lot going on with it i don't think it's going to match the hype i think because of all the rumors and it's gone on for like two years i think there's a, a silly amount of hype for it and i think it's gonna it's gonna do a billion isn't it it's definitely 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 it's gonna be one of those ones even with the covid stuff going on stuff i think it's gonna it's gonna be mental numbers because i think once word of mouth gets out that these people might be in it Unless it comes out and like the reaction to it is mixed. Super positive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if that comes, I just, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll know, you'll, you know, by the end of the week, won't you? If it's, uh, exactly. If it's good or what's going on. So Um, before we wrap up though, Hmm. on our Dark Knight episode, you'd watched Hmm. Shang-Chi, which you hadn't talked about, but you said you would. 
That's true. Should we finish off with that then? Yeah, finish on the Shang-Chi. Give it a high. I love Ray of the Last Dragon too. <laughs> yeah. It's a good I, one. I, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi, yeah. I thought it was a bit of a breath of fresh air. I love yeah. the fact that, because um, I saw it within a five-day period, I saw that in Eternals. So I saw Ooh. Eternals and then I saw Shang-Chi. So I had, I was... From bad to Eternals good. Is, I was very, very mixed on Eternals, although I'm I'm really looking forward to watching it with my wife when it comes on Disney Plus in January. Um, because I'd love to see it a second time and see now I know how it goes, like what it's like, basically. Yep. Um, I'm willing to give it a second go, essentially. And yeah, Shang-Chi was was really good. I love the fact that it was just straight in there. It was just like this is the bus scene that was heavily advertised in the trailer. There's yep. no no fucking around, like we're going to drip in his origin story. And it's going to be, it was a really powerful origin story with him and his dad. And mm-hmm. it happened to see, that's what I think I said this in a dark Knight one that Eternals really forced all the, the older stuff. And it was so much of it. And it took so long to get going. But with yeah. Shang-Chi was like, yep, this is the connection with his dad. This is what's going on. Every scene was emotional, like with the mum and stuff like that. And it all, all just, all the beats were perfect. I love just like, they didn't overdo anything. Like he had some powers, but it wasn't like it wasn't too much at the end. Um, I think the only bit that was maybe a bit OTT was the the dragon stuff at the end. Just okay. kind of felt a bit like a bit too. Uh, I know it's easy to say in a Marvel thing where there's alien stuff, but just a bit too too crazy. I would have liked to see a bit more of him and him and his dad fighting. Yeah. Um, as I think that's what it was building to mm-hmm. for so long, and then it was kind of like. Okay, they're they're they've reconnected a bit now, and you know he's taken the rings and whatnot. But overall, it was like a solid, a solid Marvel film that I thought was much needed because I, I I think you said it was just a Disney like a yeah a, a Disney film, but it just felt I, I like I like those Marvel films a lot. Like the like when Ant Man first came out, which I know you weren't a big fan of and stuff, but just just that it's just focused on this character like there's nothing else connected until the end credit scene and stuff other than a few name drops here and there it was just and people that i thought i, w- I thought i was going to hate his friend i thought i was going to hate katie i just oh, yeah. in the trailer she's really really goofy mm-hmm. uh, like jokes and jokes but she was a very good uh foil for shang chi so yeah i liked it nick yes good yeah i i concur with pretty much everything my my like two flaws with it is Trevor you just shouldn't be in it or Trevor should, shouldn't be in it no. should just die early on um, I think he could have been in it for just the bit being in prison but I yeah. think it would have been better suited if he was just like oh, we're just going to leave you in prison then because you're harmless like there's nothing yeah. he's got nothing he's got no life to go back to yeah and he, he's happy there yeah I just thought he's in yeah. it too much um, and the bangles I wish it was rings because I think the bangles are just a bit lame yeah, I get I saw, that as well. Although I do, I do like them when they're all like, um, I do like some of it when they like when they're actually being used. Yeah. Um, like especially the blue and the yellow when they're fighting each other, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I did see concept art where they showed like, um, I think it was like him and his dad fighting on top of a dragon, and his dad's got rings on, and I was like, mm, that would have been badass. But hey, you know. hey. Also, just a random one. I haven't seen many people talk about this. Hulk is back to being. Yeah, I was talking Mark about this one as well. Yeah, he's just Mark Ruffler. I, I'm going to assume it's going to do 
to be with the She-Hulk thing, like yeah. whether She-Hulk comes before this and I don't know, through through trying to change, like the way I thought about it, it depends how young they have She-Hulk get yeah. her powers, but like he's trying to fix himself, but he accidentally gets her um gamma rayed up as well. And then it's yeah. like uh something happens. Um or he has to go back to fix his, he turns back into Bruce Banner to fix his arm. So his arm is still in a bandage yeah, or a sling. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was the only thing that I was like, nobody seemed to like jump on that, but they were like, wait. I jumped on it. I was straight yeah. away. I was like, the flippity flop is, yeah. uh, is Bruce Banner doing Bruce. But then obviously before I'd seen Shang-Chi, I'd seen the, the Marvel announcements for like Moon Knight and everything. And in that he's in the promo images. Yeah. As like um as Brian Bruce Banner, but he hasn't got a sling on his arm, so it's all yeah. a bit confusing. And that one shot of him and the actress it looks like it's from the 80s. It's yeah, really weird. Really odd. So, yeah. Um cool. All right then. So that is uh that's wrapping up this uh episode of the Consistently yeah. Okay podcast. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Consistent Pod and on YouTube by simply searching for Consistent AK Podcast. We stream on all podcast services with each episode coming out on Wednesdays. If you're an Apple Podcast subscriber, you can get some extra content. Following this episode, if you want to, you can get some extra content. We're going to talk about Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League for a little bit. So feel free to subscribe and listen to us talk about that. Our next episode, we're not going to be doing an in-depth episode. We're going to save the Dark Knight Rises for January and we're going to do our well what we're looking forward to in 2022 so we'll do a christmas episode which will come out just before christmas and it's going to we'll talk about games we're looking forward to films tv shows everything and anything just like our 2021 one that we did last year yes so um that's it for this episode so like i said if you want some extra content you can find us uh, if you subscribe on apple podcasts and nick i'll talk to you soon yeah catch you a bit all right bye thanks everyone bye